Welcome back into the Burning Leaf Podcast, another summer edition of the Burning Leaf Podcast, much I might I say, with Tom. Tom is back. Uh, Tom, Joe, and Russo are here for you. We have a big, massive trade to talk about in the hockey world, and that's the Eric Carlson trade to the Pittsburgh Penguins of all teams. They just keep acquiring superstars. Um, a massive deal, three-way deal with that trade with uh, the Montreal Canadiens involved. I'll throw to Joe first on this one. So, uh, Joe, you can go through the trade if you have it up. I can go through the trade if you want. But then you'll get your thoughts first, if you don't mind. Yeah, so I remember when it was, like, being broken. It's like, Elliot Freeman's like, it's happening today. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's happening. I want to see this return that San Jose's got. And then, like, I don't know who it was, but some other person, like, I heard Montreal's a broker team. I'm like, what? <laughs> so then when the trade came in, I was like, "What? Petrie is coming back for now at 25% retained. The biggest win by far is getting rid of that dumbass Micah Hoffman and it's four and a half million. So basically his salary and Petrie's salary is kind of like offset. And they also traded away Rem Pitlick, which frees up another million. And the big thing that I wanted from the trade, and they got a second round pick in 2025 from Pittsburgh. Um, the big thing for me is that they got rid of two forward slots because they have way too many forwards. Um, so... I, I thought it was a win. And now that Petrie is back here for now, the, the funny thing is like the Montreal, like social media hasn't said like, welcome back Petrie or like welcome Casey DeSmith or anything. Um, so I don't know if they're going to get flipped. Like, I don't know what the plan is there. Cause it's already been like over a week, I think since the trade actually happened. Um, but from Montreal perspective, like they could, they got a second round pick, a future second round pick when, you know, in two years from now. So Pittsburgh might be awful in two years. Who knows? Crosby's contract will be done. Um, they got a they got Petrie back who they could again retain more and then flip again for maybe like another second or like mm-hmm. a, something like that. Um, and then they freed up two forward slots, which I was really happy about because you have Raphael Harvey Pernard there now. You know, Slavkovsky's gonna come back in the fold. They reside Monahan. Like they have too many forwards, so they needed to get rid of some forward depth, which they did. And then say if they keep Petrie up until the trade deadline, then he's an upgrade on D for like the time being. And then they could flip him at the deadline if they want to. Right. Um, so I think it's really good there. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about like the San Jose and Pittsburgh side more in depth. But from Montreal's perspective, I'm happy that they got rid of some salary cap, uh, that they got some assets and that they could even flip Petrie again. Uh, I thought that was a win for them there. Yeah, very smart move for them. Tom, you want to go first since you're uh, <laughs> coming back to the pod? Yeah, I mean, like finally back. And uh, what a way to start it off. But I'll ask you guys, is this like the first, like, because this is one of the biggest deals in NHL history, like, without question. Um, yeah. Is this a, sort of a win-win-win for everybody involved? Like, not for San Jose. Not, not, for, so, not so much know. San Jose, but, like, even they get, like, a win out of this. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Right? Like, a rebuild, and you don't want $11 million Eric Carlson on your books. Mm-hmm. And, right. hey, like, they got out of it uh without retaining what they didn't want to right now i think maybe looking at that return it probably cost them a couple picks right they didn't want to give up or they wanted three firsts got nothing close to it (laughs) (laughs) but like hey they got that cap space and uh like joe like you said like montreal um they come out of this sending hoffman away back to san jose because yeah. he was there, right? For like a, a, For like a day. Minutes, For, yeah. yeah, a day. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like they're just going to get more assets when they end up flipping Petrie. 
And you know what? Like Kyle Dubas and Pittsburgh Penguins, look at that power play unit they're going to have, that number one power play unit. They're going to go 2D on it because neither D are really defensemen. And you have Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. He's going to have to take a step back, and that might be better for him now. And Carlson doesn't have to share that workload up front and uh, just like all around for this deal. Even for San Jose to a certain extent, like it was so well thought out. And I think like every piece in it kind of made sense where they were going. Really, Dubas in Pittsburgh, like what a splash. And like Thomas, I'll, I'll ask you, what did you think about the what he said of this deal's been something I've been looking at going back to Toronto? Yeah, you're just, just teasing us again. Eh? <laughs> so if if Kyle Dubas is here, is Eric Carlson a leaf? No. I don't know. It's, it's weird. They probably have the they better assets have to, to give up, right? You think? The only thing I could think of is the reason why it works so well is because Pittsburgh had so many bad contracts with Hextall that they got rid of. So they got rid of Granlin. They got rid of Ruda. They got rid of Petrie again back to Montreal. Like, who is Toronto going to tr- trade for cap purposes for that? And Pittsburgh doesn't have one player making more than... Carlson's the highest paid player on Pittsburgh, yeah. but there's three guys in Toronto that make more than him. So I don't think, like logistically, I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, but to based be, on the value that they gave up. To be fair, if Dubis is in Toronto though, like today, he probably doesn't have. He probably doesn't sign all those atrocity contracts that Trey Living signed. He doesn't sign Klingberg. He doesn't sign Reeves. Which, he probably doesn't sign Domi. He maybe signs Bertuzzi. But Lindbergh like, was but the like interesting Klingberg, one for me. Uh, yeah, but before Klingberg, you go on, Domi and Reeves took up what eleven million dollars in cap space. Yes, but to me, like how, look at how Klingberg that. plays, though, right? Um, and what did Tree Living say? Like he looked at the Leafs' current management group for what he needed to do, and Klingberg was one of his signings. What does Klingberg do on the ice that's reminiscent of Eric Carlson? Yeah. They're kind of similar players. No defense, he's, a lot of offense. Good offensively, but not anywhere near as good as Carlson is. No, no. so they got budget Eric Carlson. Yeah. They got a, they so got all like that... Eric Carlson. <laughs> yeah, like what does that tell you? Like Eric Carlson was in their mind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Well, Carlson said it that yeah, it was like it was like them, Pittsburgh. Was it Carolina as well? Carolina was another team that was in on it. But Carolina has twenty seven thousand defensemen signed, so like <laughs> don't know where the cap where the room was coming there. But, like, maybe. I don't know. Like, But then again, I kind of get what Joe's saying. It's like they wouldn't have had the bad contracts to move. Like, unless unless you're moving Marner, which, you know, they weren't. No. So. Hey, it's Eric Carlson. But no, I, I thought that that was kind of really interesting. And it's kind of fun to see Dubas. Like, he can say that now. He, yeah. It, in Toronto, he was never going to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know what? Like he's out here doing, doing major things with Pittsburgh, and like he got rid of all the bad contracts, like you said, all yeah, the textile stuff. Do we want to um, just go yeah. through the trade real quick? Because I don't yeah. think we did that. I have it yeah, we're so go through it if you have it up. Um, so Pittsburgh obviously receives Eric Carlson, Rem Pitlick, uh, Dylan Hammerlick, and a 2026 third to San Jose. Goes uh, Michael Granlin, Yan Ruda, Mike Hoffman, 2024 first. That 2024 first is top 10 protected. So God forbid Pittsburgh does kind of suck next year, which it's possible. 
Um, they do have that top 10 protected, and it'll, obviously it'll slide to 2025. Um, and then Montreal receives Jeff Petrie at 25% retained, Casey DeSmith, Nathan Lagare, and a 2025 second. So, I mean, yeah, I think, I think obviously Pittsburgh and Montreal came out on the good side of this. On, I, it's just, I look at San Jose and like what they gave up to get Carlson. You look in retrospect, it's now Josh Norris. It's Tim Stutzla. It was uh, Dylan DeMello, Chris Tierney. Like, there was a bunch of pieces that went back in that trade. And <laughs> you look at it now and it's like their return on that is Michael Granlin, Yan Ruda, and Mike Hoffman. Pending, pending UFAs, right? <laughs> Hoffman and Granlin? He, um, yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, Ruda might have a Hoffman for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> well, yeah, and like it, it's just it is funny that Hoffman ends up in ends mm-hmm. up in yes. Sandals after all this. All things considering what happened back in 2018 when well Ottawa flipped him there, and then like within an hour he was in Florida. So yeah. to me, that's pretty funny. And again, pretty funny he's involved in a Carlson trade when all this shit with him and <laughs> Carlson went down back in 2018. So it's it's pretty funny to me, but. Look, Pittsburgh has a couple more years at this, right? Like, mm-hmm. Crosby's got two years left. He's 36. Malcolm's got three years left. He's 37. Uh, Latang's 36. Like, they're not getting any younger. No. So, hey, if Carlson comes in and he's as good as he was last year, yeah, that team's going to be pretty good. And, like, and like, the thing is, like, I saw people going, oh, well, the Pens are they're, they're done. Like, dude, Crosby had 93 points last year. Fully they just healthy. missed out. They just missed Malkin, out. Malkin was point per game. I think he had 82 points, and he played in every single game last year. Mm-hmm. These guys are still, like, elite, like Crosby especially. But, like, they're still insanely good players. And they brought in Riley Smith. Uh, yeah. Who was the other guy they brought in? Because I know Gensel's injured. Obviously, they still got Brian Russ. Oh, like they brought um, in a few guys. Yeah, Chari, Eller. They brought in uh, what's-his-face, that defenseman. Ryan uh, Graves. Ryan, Graves. They brought in Ryan Graves. They have Nadelkovich backing up in Jari now, whatever you think of Tristan Jari. But it's – they got one – they got a couple more years at this max. Yeah, two for sure. Um. So, and the, again, Crosby and Malkin, they're still producing at elite levels here. So to go out, bring in a guy like Carlson, you didn't have to get that much to get him. What, gave up a pick, cap dumped a few guys. They traded that Ligari guy to Montreal, who a lot of people are saying isn't going to be anything. Yeah, to me, it's a no-brainer. Of, got rid of uh, their goalie jam. Yeah, and to me, it's a no-brainer for Pittsburgh that, like, yeah, if he was available, go and get him. And I, I think Dubas did a really good job of moving, some, shedding some bad contracts. I'm like, if the Carlson deal looks bad in a couple of years, it doesn't matter because Pittsburgh's going to suck anyway. Like if his ten million looks like shit in two years, if Crosby leaves and whatever happens with Malkin and Latang, like it doesn't matter. They're going to suck. So you just got to hope to God that you make the playoffs this year and that pick isn't that high. Because like again, even if it is top ten protected, and they miss and say they pick in the top ten. And it slides at 2025, you don't have a first round pick. Yeah. So it's like the Duchesne thing all over again with Ottawa. Right. Right. So like you can't, the, the Pens got to make it this year, regardless. Like they have to. There's no, there's no maybe. It's they have to get there. And look, I would bet on Sidney Crosby. I've, I've bet against him so many times. And obviously this past year was 
the only year that they missed. And by like what, a point? <laughs> yeah, and I feel like yeah. I've been saying Pittsburgh's gonna 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 fall at at some point, and Crosby just keeps proving me wrong. So I know they're missing Gensel for a little bit. Yeah. But like Thomas, you said like <laughs> Rem Pillis gonna slide in on that first line and <laughs> and fucking score thirty. They said so. Gensel's might only miss like four to six games. Really? Yeah, like they might not even have to throw him on uh, LTIR. Okay. Hmm. Well, then that's big for them too. Then, right? Yeah. So, I I like it for Pittsburgh. I like it for Montreal. Montreal just takes on a, a, a Petrie and Dismith contract. They get a pick back. To me, is a no brainer there for Kent Hughes. And like Joe said, they freed up some forward slots. And unfortunately for San Jose, it's it's kind of a crappy uh, return. But maybe that it's like. When they traded him to San Jose originally, Ottawa, it's like I don't think anyone thought that pick would be top three. No, right. No. I remember we were all talking about it, going, "Oh, like that pick's going to be in the late twenties, and then ends up being top three. And now they have Tim Stutzla, who's a superstar, right? So maybe, maybe it works out for San Jose. On the surface, I don't love it for them, but it is what it is. I, I'm ex- the one thing I'm ecstatic about is Carlson and Crosby. Yeah, like imagine back yeah. in like 2016. Or 2017 when they were facing off in that Eastern Conference final. It's like, yeah, one day these two are going to be playing together. I was like, you would think, holy crap, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. And I know they're both a little bit older. Yeah. I know Crosby's 36 and Carlson's 33. It's a little bit different than cool. when they faced off in that series. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's still, There's been a couple ankle surgeries. <laughs> yeah, but it's still been damn cool that they're going to play together. And I think them just on the same power play unit is going to be sick. So... If I uh, if I can find a way to get to Calgary for that March second is game, that the game? They're playing Pittsburgh when uh when they when they retire Kipper's number, so it'd be a pretty good game. Carlson, Crosby, Malkin, yeah, it'd be pretty sick. But uh, um, Thomas, you have any quick thoughts on this? Because I know you no, just... no, you guys went over basically everything. Just like from the fact from San Jose, it's just like a year ago you would have got nothing for this guy. At least you got. A little bit, <laughs> not not much, but like. A and they only bit. retained what one point five million. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was gonna be fair. way more in a trade for Eric Carlson. Like, remember yeah. last year we we're talking about, like, yeah, this guy sucks, and then now it's just like, oh, good. we had him on our worst contract. <laughs> Literally, I'm just yeah, yeah. I was just yeah, but that's wasn't even thing, sniffing yeah. our top ten defenseman. <laughs> now he definitely will. I oh think. yeah, yeah. Not after 101 points, hell yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh do we want to? Do you guys just want to quickly touch on Martin Jones? I know it's like a goalie signing for 800k, but I think we could go off, go over after because yeah, this morning we received news that uh, David Krejci retired from the NHL, and we also didn't go over the fact that Patrice Bergeron, NHL legend, retired from the game a few weeks ago. These two guys, man, I don't care what I'm a Leaf fan, like they terrorized me for years. They're just like two of the most respected rival players I've ever watched, like probably in sports for me, like. David Krejci, one of the most underrated second line centers, I think, of his decade, maybe. Would have been played. a first line center on a lot of teams if yeah. he was behind Bergeron. Hundred percent. And <laughs> the fact that he basically retired from the NHL, went to Czech Republic, came back, and was still like a 50, 60 so point good. player after fifty-six like points. Yeah, that's that's absolutely crazy. And then obviously Patrice Bergeron, we don't need to say any more about him. Like rename that <laughs> trophy the Selkie to the Bergeron. It's that guy's an NHL legend, and I've got to watch him a few times, two times in the playoffs. 
And his instant impact is like crazy. You have to watch that player live just to see how good he is with the stick. Face offs, yeah. his co- zone coverage. It's hundred percent. It's gonna be sad. Like it's, it's it's gonna be sad next year not to watch him. But fuck the Bruins. <laughs> yeah, like with Bergeron, it just yeah, that, it sucks. Like it, it felt like he would never retire. Mm-hmm. And Tom, I feel like you've been saying for the past like five six years, it's like ah, like this is gonna be the downfall of Bergeron, and like quite literally to the day he retired. Mm-hmm. Not a, a Bergeron, not a Bergeron, the Bruins. Well, but you've That's also been saying, like, oh, Bergeron's 33, like, he's not going to do this forever. And, like, he was still, yeah. like, unbelievable. And, yeah, it's it was it was sad when I saw – I thought he was going to go one more year. I thought for sure I was going to make, all right, like, one more crack at it. Obviously, that wasn't the case. I, I, I only got to see Bergeron play live once, but it was – he got his thousand point when I was there. So, like, looking back on that, I'm like, That's pretty damn cool. So, yeah, and, and then cool. Krejci, like I said, probably one of the more criminally underrated guys of the past, like, 15 years, right? So, it, it, in Boston, they've got some work to do. Mark Shifley, Elias Lindholm, are you guys going to be Boston Bruins? I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like, without going too deep into it, the Boston, what they're going to do is going to be really interesting. Um, Yeah, like, hey, this might finally be the fall-off. And I saw a picture of their cup winning team and it's only three players are still with the team from 2011. Who is it? Martian? Um, I couldn't pick them out. It, Martian was definitely one. Uh, I think that's the only guy. That's the only guy. No, there was three. Hold on. I'm going to search it up. Bergeron Krejci. Oh, well, no. Krejci's. Uh, okay. So Bergeron Campbell. Ethan Horton. Oh well, Lucic. Lucic back. Hey hey guys, I'm coming back. We're retiring, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, Lucic, Marshan. Um, and I think Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, it's three active players total. Um, So the other one will be Tyler Sagan. Sagan. Oh, Tori Krug was on that team. No, I wasn't on. No. No. What? No. He was on 2011. I'm looking at it. It Says he's on the roster. Whether or not he played, I don't know. Well, then the NHL's wrong. (laughs) Probably a black ace. Yeah, but Joe, Joe, you had these two basically torment the Montreal Canes as well. So, yeah, I mean, I was just I was gonna say like we're talking about Krejci, like how he's the most underrated like center like the last like fifteen years. Like you guys were saying, like his playoff performances are like (laughs) Hall of Fame worthy. Like the two thousand eleven when they won and twenty thirteen when they lost to Chicago, he had like thirty points almost. I think in both of them, it was like Mm -hmm. high twenties, like thirty points when they won. And like that line, I think his line was like Lucic himself and Horton was like that line. Like they were just like terrorized. Uh, like all the teams going to the twenty eleven Cup final and then twenty thirteen leading to this to the finals. I remember in twenty eleven when they beat Montreal in game seven overtime that was tough um but like those two guys and like Bergeron's a Montreal native I always wanted him to like if he was gonna leave Boston like go there but like that was never gonna happen um but yeah like Bergeron is probably like top three favorite player of all time for me um just watching him is so it's so like you guys said like it's so like you have to look at his whole impact when he plays it's not the flashiest sort of uh, game that he plays. Uh, sometimes it's like, say, he has just has really high IQ. It's like mm-hmm. right place, right time to mm-hmm. get some goals and stuff like that. Like that, you know, he, he's really good at that bumper position on the power play. Like he kind of like perfected that. 
Um, but yeah, like it, it's sad that he retired. I'll be honest. Like the guy literally had like sixty something or almost seventy points this year for Ron. It's gonna suck next year going into uh, the NHL season, and then those two are not part of it. Yeah. Want to hear a weird be... stat about them? Want to hear weird it. weird stat before you go, Tom? They have the exact same amount of playoff points in their career. It's that's actually like crazy. Really, <laughs> 128 both both guys, and Bergeron uh-huh. played 10 more games than him, so it's kind of crazy. Other. Oh, that's that's actually was it only 10 more? Yeah, Bergeron played 170. Oh, I guess playoff yeah, would have just been the Krejci 160. Wow, crazy. But yeah, go Tom. Uh, I actually forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> it was right in my mind, and it just completely blanked on me. You yeah. think both of their jerseys are getting retired? As Bruins, 100%. Yeah. And Bergeron is probably the only one going to the Hall. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. First ballot? Yeah. 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 Because it's the whole hockey. Yeah. He's got Olympic gold medals. He's got world championship. He's got World Cup of Hockey. World Juniors. juniors. (laughs) He's got everything. (laughs) Yeah, he's triple gold. I think he's like quadruple gold club. Never mind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who's gonna uh, play on Crosby's wing at the Olympics? <laughs> That's the big question, guys. Well, still Bergeron, <laughs> or uh, still Marchand. Yeah, and then probably Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> Those guys are gonna. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So I'm just gonna run through. There was a lot of signings that have happened the last few weeks. Yep. Go ahead. I'm just gonna run through them. You tell me good or not. Um, I'm only going to go through the big ones. So Martin hey, who, who Jones, wants to start, though? Who wants to start? Like Joe, Tom, the me? Doesn't matter. Just okay, it, Joe, it, Tom. Just, yeah, it doesn't matter. Good. Okay, okay. Yes, no. And that's it. Um, okay. So I'll just start because it's a Leaf one. Martin Jones, one year, 875000 Um Yeah. It, it, it is a contract. Goalie signing. Yeah. <laughs> Death goalie signing. That's yeah. such a Bradtree-living deal, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Thomas, you're shaking your head. I, no, I will just... say no, no, no. I I will say this. Um, October third, Martin Jones claimed on waivers. Dude, he's gonna start as their backup. Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's no, happening. Not. Like, there's no, no way they're waving him. It's he's going down. Like Wolves going down the AHL, um, unless something really stupid happens. Uh, Matt Dumbo, one year, three point nine in Arizona. I think it's solid. They're probably going to flip him at the deadline, and their defense is horrible. So, like, he's an instant upgrade. And I think, honestly, they're going to take a step this year. They got Cooley yeah. signed. Now it's his ELC. I think they're going to be, like, sneaky, kind of, like, underrated in terms of goal yeah, scoring. I agree. Defensively, not really. But, again, Dumba's an upgrade there, and they'll probably flip him at the deadline. Yeah. And with that signing, do you know how much cap space the Coyotes have? I assume oh. what you're saying, none. <laughs> they just reached the floor. Uh, their projected cap hit, according to Cap Friendly, is $79 million. <laughs> so they have about $4 million in space. Yeah. 3.9. So 3.9 they can still, to be exact. They can still, but yeah, every single one of their defensemen are free agents next year. Every single one. Wow. An issue. <laughs> yeah, it's so like issue. Matt Dumba, UFA, Jersey, RFA, Josh Brown, UFA, Troy Stetcher, UFA. Valamaki RFA, JJ Moser RFA, Victor Sodashum RFA. Oh, JJ Moser's gonna get a stupid deal. That's gonna be ridiculous, but whatever. I don't know. Who that up is. Front, basically, everyone for them up front is like basically locked in. They yeah. just gotta pay uh Barrett Hayton next year, but I agree with Joe though. They're taking a step this year. 
I agree. I think they're going to be okay. I really like Carl, uh, Carl them out that net, so I think they're going to be okay. Um, all right. Uh, next guy. All right, the big one. Tom Wilson, seven years, six and a half million per year to stay in Washington. Or Stonky. That <laughs> sucks. Out of the blue. That's my words. Out of the blue. Very right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, whatever gets Ovi to beat the Gretzky record, I guess. They don't care about winning <laughs> the cup. Yeah, that, that is really the thing. Don't. Like, the Caps openly don't care about winning another cup. No. They have their one. And they're like, yeah, let's just get Ovi's record. Um, minor one, Rasmus Kupari, two by two in Winnipeg. I think it's fine. No downfall there. He was in the Duchesne deal, right? The Dubois. Yeah. Dubois. Dubois. Or, yeah, that's yes. another center. with Yeah, which Dean. is, it's fine. Yeah, you can move on. Another another big one, uh, Troy Terry, 7x7 seven seven in Anaheim. I think it's good. I think there's no downfall here. I think that's a fine deal for them. Can I, I use this right. as a moment to get mad at how the NHL does their salary arbitration? Yeah. Because, like I was talking about this, I like the way the MLB does it where you have to submit a number you think you're worth and the team submits the number you think you're worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to argue argue why, obviously. Uh, except at the end of it, you get one of those two numbers. So if the team lowballs, you're going to get your number. But if you highball, the team's going to get their number. So you have to be like realistic with it. It's like... Troy Terry asked for fucking eight million eight million dollars. And I don't know what um Anaheim came in at. But it was a lot was lower like 4. than that. 4.9 or something. It was something really low. <laughs> like not a he was not worth that. He's also not worth eight. Yeah. Um in an arbitration, which would be one or two years. Uh usually one. <laughs> yeah, usually one. Like across the league, it's just dumb numbers. X fourth liner asked for five million dollars. Team came in at league min. Like it was Trent Frederick just, that it, he came in at like yeah. three and the team was like one point two. Yeah, like what is <laughs> I think this? he ended up getting two, but because all they do in the end is really just add both numbers, divide by two, and then that's your salary arbitration number. Like there is nothing to it. Anyway, I think it's a good deal for both yeah. sides. I, I think, think it's a uh, solid deal. Yeah, I think yeah, Troy Terry's right. a really good player. Thirty goal scorer. Yeah. I think he's really good. Uh, Jeremy Swayman, 1.3.48. For Swayman, a really good goalie. It's a solid deal for them. He'll probably take a major step. I think he'll get some more games in this year. A real good deal, I think, for the Bruins and Swayman. Do you mind if I go first? Yeah, Yeah, go for it. Because it's it's such a weird situation because obviously one of the goalies is going to be gone next year. Like, it's... Yeah, Swayman's number is going to keep going up and up and up and up, and then he's no, and he's never not not considered a backup goal anymore. So, like, when are you making the move for one of these guys out the door? Which is another Bruins player out the door, another good Bruins player out the door. So weird in that sense, but solid deal, literally, like for this year. I mean, like, hey, yeah. it it'll work. Um, Allmark only has two years left. You ride this year with both. Mm-hmm. Give Swayman his pay, and then you trade Allmark, and maybe you retain because you're going to be bad. 
there you go. Another team gets Linus Olmark for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. Like, they're going to have, like, probably the best tandem in the NHL, like they did this past year. And then, like, after the season, whatever happens, just flip Olmark and then pay Swayman. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, they have a goalie prospect. Yeah, that Boosie guy. That's but who it is. Swayman's only 24. So it's not like. It's not like he's going anywhere anytime soon, I don't think. No, yeah. no. And, uh, yeah, like, I just – honestly, if I were the Bruins, I would have traded Olmark this offseason. Another like, so really, really high on him. <laughs> like, I would have sold extremely high on him. He's just coming off of Vesna, so – but um, it is what it is. Probably one of my favorite deals of the free agency period, Phil Gustafson, three years, 3.75 in Minnesota. Um, That's – that's his AAV, right? Like that's three point seven. Really it's good. Really good. Yeah, that is really good. If he's even seventy five percent of what he was last year, it's it's a phenomenal deal in my opinion. Yeah. Starting goalie for three million dollars, yeah, yeah. really which they got for Cam Talbot. Mm. Yeah. yeah, in hindsight, <laughs> you're Dorian L. No. <laughs> but the thing is, he was awful in Ottawa that yeah, year before. He was like, I know he was still young, but like he was literally. Like unplayable. He had like an eight, like seventy save percentage. So like yeah, they probably just gave up was, on him. Yeah. And then like now that they have the only thing I don't know is like I guess while stats coming soon, then they're just gonna I guess split starts. Yeah. Forward, like, probably after this year, I would say, because then Flurry's still there making three and a half. Yeah, they're gonna have to get rid of him. Um. All right. So I guess speak of Pierre Dorian, Vlad Tarasenko, one year, five million in Ottawa. It's weird that he's in Ottawa, but like, it's not bad. I think You'll it's see, a, there's see a how no, he holds up. There's a no lose situation here for Ottawa. Yeah, if he's good and the team's good, then hey, like we're a good team. If the team sucks and he's okay, you flip my deadline. There's a free. They won't. For That's you. the thing. They won't. If they're bad, you don't think they will? No, they're too smart to do that. <laughs> Look what they did with the break man. Like, way, they could have like, flipped him at the deadline. They trade him the offseason. Yeah, but even even if they don't trade him, it's not like they gave up assets to get him, right? No, it's, it's just like, you're, you're, like you're flipping the carousel over and over with the top line winger that can score. Like right. just figure out one guy and just sign him. But nobody wants to sign Ottawa. Yeah, I, I don't know. I saw people saying he's better than the and I'm like, no, no, he's no. not. The thing is, like, uh, how I see that signing is, like, he's part of the return for Dabrinka because they got him <laughs> for free. So, it's, like, whatever they got for Dabrinka and then plus Tarasenko for a year. Yeah, like, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah. So, I think it's, like, good in that sense. But, again, if they're, like, donkey down the stretch again like they were last year, and they, they better not be bad this year. Like, they <laughs> need to take steps because they signed – they gave long-term extensions to their entire team. They traded for Chikrin last deadline. They got to do something this yep. season. I know they're they in a the, good division, but they, the they got to at least deal. wait for a spot. Because last year, I think they were, what, still 10 points back of a wild card spot. They mm-hmm. got to be closer than that this year. Yeah, like the jump that they expected last year, um, it was going to be like a 22-point jump from where they were the year prior. And like that wasn't going to happen. No. No. But maybe this year, like, there's competition. The Metro's gonna take those wild card spots. Like we'll see what the Atlantic is. You know who's at the top of the Atlantic. More or less, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sebastian Aho, let's talk about him. <laughs> uh eight years, nine point seven. 
real good deal, I think. He's only, I think it's really only, good. His number yeah. only jumps by about a million bucks, a little bit yeah. more than a million. So eight-year deal, 9.7. I think Ajo is well worth that contract. I think it's good, yeah. I wouldn't say really yeah. good. I'd say good. I think it's yeah, worth that's it. That's a good deal. Yeah, I would say it's good because, like you said, like the jump from his last contract, which Squishy Montreal gave him, was like not much at all. Like if he was like making like six and a half to nine point seven, then I'll be like, it's (laughs) not the best. But like eight point five to nine point seven, and he's basically there for like his his career. So like I think that's a pretty solid deal. Yeah, and to um, he didn't take a two year deal like most players were because of the cap, right? Why would he? No. Could make more. I guess he kind of just decided I'll get the little bit of a raise and we're good for the Wouldn't have made sense for him of all guys. Like he's a superstar, like he knows he is. I don't yeah. think he would have got more than that. Um, and then the last one or second to last one, uh Vince Dunn, four years, seven point three. Oh man, like he better be as good Not as he looks yeah. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like good for him, like good for getting the bag, but Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, if he's as good as he was last year, it's fine. But even if he's not, like it's dude. Every night he was getting a point last year. I don't know if this year yeah. he can get a point every night. Like he had a really good start to the year, kind of tailed off near the end. But man, like yeah. Um, and then I'll just we'll circle right back to the Leafs because that's the kind of last one I got here. Don't know if we covered it the last time we spoke, but Ilya Samsonov. No, we didn't cover it. But... One year, three point five. Just pushing the trash can down the yeah. road. That's literally what yeah. it is. Yeah. It's uh does he go to his UFA next year? I think so, right, Tom? Yeah. No. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, pretty he, sure is. he is. Because it was I'll an try. arbitration deal, so doesn't that affect it? No. Because Mark Fuck, Stone he's a UFA. Because he's like no, 26 Mark, Mark, or something. Mark, Mark Stone went to arbitration the year before he got traded to Ottawa, and then he was they walked him right to UFA because it was like, hey, I'm Duchesne. Yeah, he's UFA. So yikes! The whole team's UFA after this year. <laughs> like literally. Yeah, I mean it's a fine deal for him. I think I don't think there's any downside, but yeah, the one year is the issue, mm. and uh, the odds of him resigning next year, depending on the year he has. Mm, teams are always looking for goalies, so exactly. uh, there's a chance he goes to UFA and makes. If Samsonov has like another, say he's a nine fifteen this year, he goes to UFA. Like someone gives him five, yeah, at minimum, right? Close to five. I yeah. would say around the Jari deal, yeah. dude. Jack Campbell got five by five. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that's like, gone. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. So those were basically the big ones. Um. We have just a couple minutes here. Do you guys have anything quick left to add? I don't. I think we pretty much covered everything. Just. Yeah. I was. I'm looking at the Leafs cap friendly, and I was enjoying my summer, not knowing what it looked like. Yeah, they're still way over the cap, and I don't know where Trey Loving's getting the money to. <laughs> like, they still got to put Muzz in on LTIR, assuming that happens. Murdog Murray. Murray's already on LTIR. Yeah, Trey Loving, you still got some moves to make, buddy. Get going. It's okay. Uh, fucking what's his name? Conroy's not doing anything either. So. <laughs> Dude, I saw a tweet. It was just like the DJ Khaled in the boat. He's just chilling. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is what we got rid of tree living for, this fucking guy? Like, he's <laughs> done nothing. And like, I understand, like, but like, shit. Like, I feel like Conroy's going to sign somebody, for God's sakes. Make a trade just for the sake of making a trade. Fuck. Like, he, it was, uh, so in his, when he got the job, he was like, yeah, I, uh, 
He's like, I won't be going to the year with seven UFAs. <laughs> Trades to Foley. It's like, ah, I wasn't lying. I was like, fuck <laughs> off. Like, yeah, so I don't know. I still don't think Lindholm's game moved. I think they'll move Hannafin at some point. I just yeah, they should. Yeah. Uh, Florida still needs a defenseman here. And with Carlson off the table, I think Noah Hannafin will look decent in, in, in Florida with his buddies over there. I, mean, um, I don't know. They yeah, signed Carlson so many went. guys. Yeah, but they're also without Ekblad and Montour to start the year. So, like, if they get really desperate for defensemen, um, I think I think Hannafin would make sense. Uh, just quickly before we sign off, I just wanted to mention more for myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I joined the Wind Column Calgary. It's happened probably around a month ago. Uh, so if you guys want to read some flame shit, uh, you can find it there. Um, that's all I really had. The Flames have done nothing. I met Sean Monaghan yesterday at hockey. That was kind of cool. Uh he says he's fully healthy, so insider information. Fully healthy Sean Monaghan. We'll see what happens. Please, please, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys have anything quick left to add? No, that's it. I'm going on vacation no. a week, so maybe later we can record and do the top Something's tens, definitely going to happen when fun. you're gone. Yeah, for sure. Where are you going? Anyway. Mexico. So, hey. Yeah. So uh, that is going to do it for this one. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Bird and Leaf Pod. Uh, hopefully, Craig Conroy does something rather soon. We'll see you guys in the next one.